0: You're about to listen to a message from Every Nation Church Midrand, the place where people come to be changed and discipled to transform society. Laurie, I want to honor all the fathers in the house. Come on. Hey, I don't know what to say, but thanks. really appreciate those, those words. Yeah. It is a calling. We have a father in heaven and uh, he called us to father to be fathers. And sometimes it's really a challenge. One of the p- challenges we have in our generation today is the fatherlessness. The fatherlessness in society today and that's what is plaguing our nation today because many people either don't have fathers or they don't have the right picture of what a father is (coughs) so some people think because you are able to um, biologically produce a child then that's it, but it takes more than that. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Amen? Amen. And for every one of you young people coming up, please make sure that you don't look to Hollywood. (coughs) Don't look to um, all those celebrities. I don't want to call anyone's name. Yeah. Yeah, don't look there. Look in the house of God. 'Cause there are men here who are good examples. Mm-hmm. You know, you look, you will see mm-hmm. good examples. Yeah. Even Clue who spoke, he's a good example. Mm-hmm. Yeah? Yeah. He's a good example. Mm-hmm. I mean look at Doc, that's a good example. Mm-hmm. These are people you should follow. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Where are the fathers? I mean, Okay. Yeah, no, apart <laughs> from right, <laughs> it's in progression. Yeah. yeah. Yes. So, you have a father here. Come on. Amen. Yeah. He's the one fathering the campus yeah. guys. So if they would listen to him, they will not get, their mu- lives will not get complicated. Yeah. Yeah, I'm telling you. Yeah. So sometimes um, some people believe, ah, Elder Roland, yeah. Yeah, yeah. you can say hoo ha. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, and there are some young fathers coming up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, gee, first time being part of, you know, Father's Day celebration. (laughs) Come on. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. We have Doctor Emmanuel at the back there. Come on, raise your hand. Yeah. That's a father. You know? And some of you I mean I can't but I'm just saying I appreciate you. The sacrifices, the pressures. The challenges, the demands, the stress—you know how it is. Hmm? Stress, but you got to be strong, Amen. so that your family can be secure. Amen. If they need to take take the pain, you take the pain, so that they can enjoy. Hmm. sacrifice huh i mean if he is not here oh, 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 how are we going to put all of this together hmm? and sometimes you have to rebuke them do you rebuke <laughs> <laughs> huh oh you're just loving all the way huh you rebuke your love is tough Huh? And soft. Tough and tender. That's right. That's how it's supposed to be. Tough and tender. That's how our Father is. Hmm? It's amazing when you look at the Godhead and you see the way they operate. Incredible. The Father's love, my goodness, is so compelling. So compelling. That Jesus, even though he didn't feel like dying, but because of the Father's love, laid his life down. Isn't that incredible? Yeah. It is. yeah. For God so loved that he gave. So the Father's love is always giving. It is always giving. Always giving. Gave his son. And look where we are now. Because he gave. Look at that. There is hope for us. Imagine how messed up we were before. And now there is hope. Because of the father's love. Isn't that wonderful? Good. Yeah. That's why we need. We need a a fatherhood. A move of fatherhood in the land. So that children can be strong and secure. When a man begins to abuse his his child, you know that that's not a father. Because a true father will not do that. won't. So this morning, I want to share with you. uh, Okay, we'll talk. I've mentioned a bit about the love of the Father, but I want to speak to you about the love of Christ. How about that? Yeah, understanding the love of Christ. Because the love of Christ is, is just amazing. You know, out of the Godhead, Jesus is the only one that is able to interact with sinners. I mean, the Father, He can't even stand it. The Bible says His eyes will not even behold sin. Yeah. He is so holy, so pure. He can't look at it. He loves you, but... mm. (laughs) Yeah. The Holy Spirit, ah... (laughs) <laughs> the world cannot even receive him. That's what Jesus said. The world can't receive him. He he loves them, but the world can't. They can't. So, he's not given to the world. His only assignment to the world is to convict. <laughs> to convict them of of sin, of righteousness, of judgment, and then to reveal Christ. But Jesus is the one. The love of Christ is different. The love of Christ is a kind of love that causes him to lay his life down. Yeah? He loves so much that he, he can come and identify with you. In your weakness. He identified with us. The father with all his love. Just stayed there. Didn't come down to die for us. Didn't come down to identify with us. But the love of Christ. Is different. So, you see that the love of Christ is never self seeking. The love of Christ always honors the Father. The love of Christ always wants to do the will of the Father, is passionate about the will of the Father. (laughs) That's the love of Christ. Jesus says, I'm the good shepherd. Let's look at John chapter 10. St. John's Gospel chapter 10. In verse 1, he says, Most assuredly, I say to you, he who does not enter the sheepfold by the door, but climbs up some other way, the same is a thief and a robber. But he who enters by the door is the shepherd of the sheep. All right, let's go down. Look at verse 14. He says, I am the good shepherd, and I know my sheep, and I am known by my own. Yes? Look at verse 15. He says, As the Father knows me, even so. I know the Father and I lay down my life for the sheep. Okay? So the love of Jesus causes him to lay his life down. The love of Christ causes him to lay his life down. The love of the Father causes him to give the Son. But the love of the Son causes him to lay his life down. Can you see that? It's like Abraham, God says to him, Abraham, go to Mount Moriah and I want you to offer to me your son, Isaac, the one whom you love, your only son. Offer him to me. There, the father was elevating Abraham to the level of his fatherhood. So he gave him that opportunity to demonstrate that. To pass that test so that he can become the father of faith for all generations. Are you getting me? So he now, he says to him, go to Mount Moriah and offer him to me. If you are going to be the father of faith for all generations, you have to learn to give like I'm going to give. So Abraham has to go three days journey to Mount Moriah. And there he has to convince Isaac who is strong. Who is now strong and fit. Well built. And this all hundred years old man. Hundred years plus. Has to tie this boy down who is fit and can throw his father down. In fact, he can tie his father on the altar. All right? Yeah. But he has to, because he has discipled Isaac to submit to his will, to the will of the father. Isaac became a type of Christ who laid his life down. Can you see? So, Abraham, you're going to be the father of many nations. You're going to be the father of the faith. You are going to be the one, so you have to ascend. You have to pass this. Because this is the standard. If you're going to be a father, you have to learn to give. So that's the love of the father. He gives his son. But then the love of the son is to lay his life down. That's the love of Christ. To lay his life down. He says, let's read verse Verse 16, John 10, 16, he says, And other sheep I have which are not in this fold, and also I must bring, and they will hear my voice, and there will be one flock and one shepherd. Come on, let's go on. Therefore my Father loves me because I lay my life, that I may take it again. Can you see? Who laid the life down? Was he compelled to? Can you see? The love of Christ does not need to be compelled. It does it willingly. Then, next verse, it says, No one takes it from me. Can you see? So, in other words, the Father gave him the option. It's my will for you to lay your life down. But, if you don't want, it's okay. But he chose to lay it down. No one takes it from me, but I lay it down of myself. So it was 100% his choice. That's the love of Christ. He laid his life down. 100%. He says, I have the power to lay it down, and I have the power to take it again. I have options. I don't have to go to the cross if I don't want to. But because it's the will of the Father, because of my love for the Father, because of my love for His will, I'm ready to do it, even though I don't feel like it. I will do it. That's a true son. Can you see that? He said, this command I have received from my father. In other words, the father has given me the option. Whether to lay it down or not to. But he, he take it up. He has given me that option. But he has also made it clear to me. that That's his desire. That's his will. The love of Christ. The love of Christ lays down. The love of Christ is ready to lay down. The love of Christ will not withhold. When people find it hard to lay their lives down for Christ, I don't understand. When people find it hard to... To to, to serve God. Who has gone and who has done so much for you. And you don't even have enough to pay for it. You were totally bankrupt. A a million lifetimes of labor will not pay for what you owe. Are you getting me? But then he says, I'll take it for you. he lays his life down. That's the love of Christ. The love of Christ. Not only does the love of Christ cause him to lay his life down, the love of Christ is what enabled him to work with those men (laughs) that <laughs> some of us find it very difficult to understand how Jesus can have those 12 men men for three and a half years he spent with them, looking at all their excesses. Look at them, display the flesh like, you know, I mean. Peter, when he gets angry, he chops people's ears. I mean, this is, this is incredible. He's carrying the sword there, and he, he just... And these are the people that the father gave him to work with. But he was able to love them. Do you understand? Yeah. And we need this kind of love to work in our lives. Because God does not bring perfect people into your life because they don't exist. Relationships are not for perfect people. But they are a means of perfection. Are you getting me? And Jesus understood that. The Father has given me these men. And guess what? Those are the best that the Father could find around. Including the religious folk. Those ones did not even come close. So those were the best that the Father could find. Isn't that interesting? Let's look at uh, Ephesians chapter 3. Or should we do Ephesians? Let's do Galatians. Galatians chapter 2. Verse 20. Galatians 2.20. Let's do Galatians 20 first. It says, I have been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live. But Christ lives in me, and the life which I now live in the flesh, I live by faith in the Son of God, who loved me and gave himself for me. So the love of Christ caused him to love us, and not only love us, he gave himself for us. And the love of Christ, this same love is in you already. So this love requires faith in you. Because it says the life which I now live in the flesh where does you live where do you live in the flesh the life which I now live in the flesh I live by faith in who the son of god who is the son of god Jesus, Jesus Christ your faith in Christ your love for him your faith in him is what will enable you to overcome to overcome the excesses you see in people. Do you understand? To overcome those things that you don't like. It's the love of Christ. That's why Peter said in First Peter chapter, chapter 4 verse 8. He says that love covers a multitude of sins. Not a few. Huh? He says, above all things, have fervent love for one another, for love will cover a few sins. Huh? It will cover three sins. (laughs) After that, yeah. How many times did I forgive you? Three times. Three whole times. Hmm? All like Peter, seven. Seven times. Lord, how many times must I forgive? Seven times, right? And when he was saying seven times, he, honestly, he was being very generous. Yeah. 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 He was trying to be spiritual now. Yeah. Because Peter won't forgive you, not even once. Remember that guy, he caught his ear. Yeah. Were, he was just once. Just one. One. one, 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 one opportunity. So there was no... So when he said forgive seven times, it's not that he does that. It's just to say, Jesus, you know, I I mean, yeah, seven times. Seven whole times. Jesus said, no. Seventy times seven. My goodness. What? Who, who, who? How is it possible? I say, Lord, increase our faith. (laughs) Increase our faith. You see, so the faith of the Son of God, the faith in the Son of God, is what enables you to see a multitude of sin and still forgive. That's the love of Christ. That's why Jesus, if out of the Godhead, every member of the Godhead, who is it that could be a friend of sinners? Mm-hmm. Only Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the Father can't stand it. The Holy Ghost will fry you. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> huh? yeah. consuming fire. it will just consume you. <laughs> Just finish them in Sodom and Gomorrah. Consume them. But then Jesus, he would come and he will sit with sinners. Huh? They will eat. They will crack jokes. He sat with prostitutes. With publicans. Tax collectors, my goodness, those guys were hated yeah. by society. He would sit down with them. They would even have dinner together. Mm-hmm. The love of Christ enables you to befriend sinners without being a sinner. Mm-hmm. That's the love of Christ. So you can be a friend of sinners like Jesus without being a sinner. But religion cannot be a friend of sinners. It's like, oh, no, 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 no. Don't come and mess me up. Don't come and corrupt my anointing now. Are you more anointed than Jesus? What anointing are you talking about? Hmm? Holier than thou. See, the Bible says, come out from among them. And be you separate. There's a scripture for everything. You better check the context. (laughs) Listen to what Jesus said. You are the light of the world. No, okay, so if we all are taken out, who is going to light the world? If we are the light of the world, we are supposed to be here while it is dark. So that we can shine. Is that not so? So the love of Christ is what enables you to mingle with sinners without losing your uniqueness. You are the salt of the earth. When, when you put salt in the food, you notice that you don't see it. But you taste it. Come on. Now, when you put salt in the food, the other ingredients are still there. They are there. But the salt is there. You don't see the salt, but you can taste it. So being the salt of the earth, we can mingle, but we don't lose our taste. We don't lose our saltiness. We don't get absorbed into sin. And it takes the love of Christ to be able to live like that. takes a lot of love of Christ. So it's okay to have sinner friends. It's Christ-like, really, to have sinner friends. Okay? But don't leave them sinners. <laughs> Help them to progress. To become like you. The love of Christ. We need that. How many people need, can do with more of that? Yes, yes. Hmm? What else can the love of Christ do? There are several things it can do. Let's look at Second, second Corinthians chapter 5. Verse 14. 2 Corinthians 5:14. It says, For the love of Christ does what? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> huh? So the love of Christ can compel you to do things. It says, The love of Christ compels us because we judge thus that if one died for all. Yeah. Huh? Huh? Then all died. Yes? Next verse. And he died for all that those who live should no longer, should live no longer for themselves, but for him who died for them and rose again. So you see, that's why I say the love of Christ is selfless. (coughs) It's selfless. You don't live for yourself anymore. But the love of Christ also compels you it compels you to do things like Christ. So, I don't know about you, but I want to be just like him. I want to be like Christ. I want to be, I want to be so obedient to the Father. He says, my food is to do the will of him who sent me. And to finish his work. We need to be like that. Amen. That your sustenance, you might be hungry, but when it is time to do the will of the Father, you just receive kind of strength. Amen. You are tired, you are exhausted, but you find the strength because of the love of Christ that compels you. Let's read that verse in the Amplified. The love of Christ. It says, for the love of Christ controls and urges and impels us. Can you see that? It controls. So you can't say you lost control if you have the love of Christ. Yeah? You can't say, my emotions took over and I couldn't control myself again. Where is the love of Christ? is the love of Christ? So it controls you and it urges you and it impels us because we are of the opinion and conviction that if one died for all, then all died. Love of Christ. So what is it? It's like the love of Christ is you know when you put when you buy a car, there, is, there, 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 there are different types of engines, you know? The, the, the engine is, that's what moves the car. So the love of Christ should be the, the, the engine of your life. should be the engine of your life, whether it's V8 or whatever. Yeah, it, it, I mean, the, the love of Christ. That is what should be propelling you that's what should be motivating you that's a motivator that's a motivating factor of your life should be the love of christ that's why paul says in Galatians, uh, in first corinthians chapter 13 the last verse he says that and now abides faith hope and love but the greatest is what Love. love The greatest motivator in your life should be love. When you do things, the motto behind it should be love. The driving force should be love. The engine of whatever it is you do should be love. The love of Christ should compel you. It should propel you. It should move you. It should drive you and sustain you. So it doesn't matter how high the hill is. If the love of Christ is there, you can ascend. In fact, the love of Christ, if you have to fly, if you have to take over, it doesn't matter how much combustion, whatever it is you have, you will defeat gravity with the love of Christ and you will rise. You will rise above the flesh. You will rise above everything that you see, displays of flesh in the lives of people. With the love of Christ, you can rise. So you won't be drawn into the imperfections of people. You won't be drawn into the sin in the lives of people. Why? Because the love of Christ is taking you above that. That's why many of us don't do relationships well. Because we're not growing in the love of Christ. Our love, you see, you can love the scriptures without loving Christ. Yes. The Pharisees love the scriptures. scriptures. Those guys, I mean, they, they recite the whole Torah. They are night. Can you love it more than them? You, you, you don't love the scriptures like the Pharisees. But yet, they didn't love Christ. They couldn't stand him. I'm not saying you shouldn't love the scriptures, but you love the scriptures and you love the person of Christ. Come on. The love of Christ compels us. It controls us. It impels us. So, what is it that is propelling you? I pray it's the love of Christ. My Lord, the love of Christ. Let's look at Ephesians chapter 3. Still talking about the love of Christ. I want you to really understand the love of Christ. Because this love, this love that, that made Jesus to, to, to be the way he is. The way he was with people. He was on the earth. And you're like, how can Jesus? Jesus, how did you manage with all these guys? Is the kind of love that he had. And that's what we want to see. We want to see that in the church. What did I say? Ephesians chapter 3. Okay, this is where Paul is praying for the church, right? He's praying for the church of Ephesus. Um, from verse 14, he says, For this reason I bow my knees to the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, from whom the whole family in heaven and earth is named, that he would grant you, according to the riches of his glory, to be strengthened with might through his Spirit in the inner man, that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith that you being rooted and grounded in love may be able to comprehend with all the saints what is the width the length the depth the height and to know the what the love of Christ, love of Christ what about it passes which passes knowledge that you may be filled with all the fullness of God you see that is the missing ingredient The reason why the church is not being filled with the fullness of God is because we have ignored the love of Christ. He says the the love of Christ which passes knowledge means that there's love. He loves you in spite of what He knows about you. He loves you in spite of the mess He knows about you. Can you love people like that? That's the love of Christ. That's what I'm talking about. The love that passes knowledge. It passes knowledge. I know this is a sinner. So, are you able to love him beyond the knowledge you have? That he's a sinner. That's the love of Christ. No wonder he could sit down with Mary Magdalene, from whom they cast out seven demons. Some people, if you know their history, the moment they come around, you say, Please watch my children. Please. Don't. <laughs> I don't want <laughs> This person used to have the demons. <laughs> Used to, used to, used to. That's not the love of Christ. Can you see? Yeah. Don't we need the love of Christ? Don't you want to be loved beyond your past? Imagine, somebody says, oh, you know, you used to be an adulterer. So because of that, that becomes... A stigma. You are saved, but they are just looking at you. Let's be sure she's properly saved. Hello. <laughs> ah, I need to be careful. Hmm. You're in the same connect group now. Ah, th- this is getting too close for comfort. This is getting too close for comfort now. Hmm? But that's the love of Christ that passes knowledge. You need to go past what you know if you're going to walk in the love of Christ. What do you know? Can you go past that? If you can't, you are not walking in the love of Christ. You're not. You can be religious, but you are not walking in the love of Christ. There are many things I know about people. Some by revelation, some by, you know, but it doesn't make a difference. Honestly, it doesn't. I've shared stories of how I knew somebody is sent to kill me. But I still love them. So I have to love beyond what I know. I knew this person, Satan sent this person, this is a witch sitting down and being religious in church. But I'm a target. I have to love that person. Some of us can't handle certain information. God can, that's why God can't reveal things to you. Because he knows. If he reveals things to you about some people, it changes the whole dynamic. Why? You don't. You are not established in the love of Christ. The Lord reveals to you, Oh, this person is gossiping about me. Ah, my arch enemy. Thank God. God has shown me now. Now I know who you are. When she comes this way, you go that way. You are not established in the love of Christ. Let's stand up. Time is gone. My Lord and my God. Jesus, help us to love like you do. Help us, oh God, to be established in the love of Christ. The love that lays down its life. The love that compels. The love of Christ compelled him to go to the cross. The love that goes beyond knowledge. My Lord. Come on, talk to the Lord. Mighty God, I thank you. Thank you, Father. Help us to be established. Help us, help us to be established in this love. Mighty God, help us not to be hindered by people's past from walking in love, by their mistakes, by their errors. My Lord and my God, help us to see beyond that. Because you said love covers a multitude of sins. Help us, oh God, not to overlook the sin, but Lord God, to see beyond the sin. We're not asking, oh God, to help us to compromise. No, we're not compromising. But we are loving people the way Jesus loved them. Help me to love people the way you love them. Help me to see beyond, oh God. Beyond their weaknesses. Help me to see, oh God, beyond their failures. Help me to see beyond their imperfections. Help me to see, oh God, beyond the mess. Help me to see beyond the dirt, oh God. Help me to see. Help me to see beyond all of that. Help me to love people like Jesus. That I might be filled with all the fullness of God. My Lord and my God. Help us, oh God, this morning. Lord, we all need to grow in the love of Christ. The love that lays his life down. The love that Isaac had and allowed himself to be placed on the altar at the will of his father. Lord, that kind of love, we want it in our lives. We want it in our lives. Help us, O God. Help us, O God. Mighty God, some of us have not been able to move, to flow into the prophetic because we are not established in this love. But Lord, I ask that you would help us to be grounded in this love so that we can handle revelations. That you, you, can, you can trust us with revelations. You can trust us with information about people. It will not change the way we relate with them. It will not change the way we treat them. Help us, oh God. Mighty God. Mighty God. I thank you, Father. Because that is your heart. Jesus. You have modeled what it is like to love the Father. To follow the Father. To, 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 to carry out his will. Help us to be like you. Help us to be like you. I pray that for everyone here. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.